0: You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Vakani at BilalV87 on Twitter with your NXT review from TakeOver Toronto. Uh, I had the pleasure of being there. Thanks to WWE for uh, inviting me and my associate Ari Goldkind. We had a great time, and there was a bunch of big matches. No titles, changed hands. And that means that my boys, the Undisputed Era, did not get all the gold, even though I wore the shirt. And anyways... It happens. Uh, the main event featured Adam Cole taking on Johnny Gargano for the championship, the NXT title, in a two-out-of-three falls match. Now, the first fall was a regular match, okay, which ended in a disqualification, and then the second fall was a street fight, which made the disqualification seem weird, and the third match was a cage match, which a bunch of with a bunch of weapons that wasn't really advertised at all. I had no idea this was happening, and I watch NXT every week. So this was really like this escalated quickly, to borrow a phrase from Ron Burgundy. Um, and the the cage, if you didn't see it, featured thumbtacks. Thumb it featured a sledgehammer. It featured tables. There was barbed wire along the side, and the finish came after Johnny Wrestling, dressed up as Wolverine for some reason, cut part of the barbed wire off, which took an exorbitant amount of time because he cut it off from the top of the cage, and then. Did a Spanish fly into a table with the barbed wire over the shoulder of Adam Cole. Uh, somehow, Adam Cole actually got the pin out of this and thus got the win. Although if if Gargano hadn't been disqualified earlier, I don't know if this make if it would have made any sense for him to win the match. But this was epic. I don't know if I would give it five out of five stars as we've seen when Gargano faced uh, Champa when their uh, friendship broke off. But this was maybe 4.5 stars out of five is about as good a match as you could see. I really don't think that Brock Lesnar crushing Seth Rollins will top this match. I don't think Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton can top this match. And certainly, there are no two out of three falls matches at Summerslam. There is no cage from hell with 30 weapons on it or whatever it was. I don't even know what the silver sheet was they jumped off of. It was just part of roofing insulation or what, but it was crazy. Um, So this was epic. Uh, Obviously, it was long, but it was good. Understandable if you tuned out of parts, but as a spot fest, it was fantastic. There's also an NXT, a North American championship match. This was a triple threat between a Velveteen Dream defending his title, and he had a great entrance, which the the inner Torontonian I am, being born in the city, living in the city for most of my life, to come out, to, to pump up the Raptors, to suck up to us Canadians, to use the sharpshooter during the match. We all fell for it. We loved it. And this is why the Velveteen Dream will probably one day be the greatest superstar in WWE. This was Hulk Hogan level's of kissing our ass, and we couldn't love loved it more as Canadians in the crowd. Um, Pete Dunne, of course, was the other part of this match. And this guy is just nasty. I'm so glad he's come over from NXT UK after his two-year reign as champion. And this is another guy who I think is going to be a legit main eventer on the main card eventually. And Roderick Strong held his own. He did not get the title. Velveteen Dream escaped with his title, but this was an epic triple threat. All three men looked like future world champions in WWE. And this was spectacular. It makes me sad that we're only going to get as of now, and I'm sure it'll change, nine single matches at SummerSlam. No tag teams, no triple threats. Sticking with tag teams, the NXT tag team titles. They kicked off the show. The Street Profits, who had their trademark entrance, sippy cups for everybody, partying with downtown Toronto, came out, beat the Undisputed Era. Big reaction for uh, not so much Bobby Fish, but O'Reilly, who's from Canada um, at some moments here and this was a great match to kick it off. I was sort of surprised the Prophets didn't lose their title since they're on Raw now, but they're excellent champions. I'm glad they retained, and another great match. I actually like these teams better than the main roster teams. I love the New Day. I met Big E at Media Day. I'll get that clip out to you guys soon, but I've seen him win the championship six times. I don't care. I'm happy the OC had the championship on uh, Raw, but I don't know. I love these two teams. I think they're ready for the big lights as well. Excellent match. We also got the NXT champion Shayna Baszler facing Mia Yim. I really felt this was too soon for Mia. Uh, Baszler was quite dominant throughout this match. Uh, it was almost a point where Mia broke out of the uh, the choke locks admission twice, and that would have really undermined the finish, so I'm glad Baszler adjusted on the fly and got the finish. She did not have the other two uh, of her four horsemen friends, Jessamyn Duke and Maria Shafir, out there with her, which made this fairly interesting. Um, I... I don't know where you take this division and I'll get to that in a second, but very impressive and the rumors are that Baszler is coming up to the main roster and I think she's ready. She's already been a two-time NXT Women's Champion. No one has done that before. Certainly she's not going to lose the title and win it again for a third time. That would just be setting the bar too high for the next person. So that's where I am on that. Candice LeRae also faced a, a very dark Io Shirai. We had seen her come out sort of in the leather pants and the black tank top, but this was a complete transformation her ring gear had, had the whole black and green aesthetic. Uh, her entrance, which I think we've seen a bit of that, but she really pumped it up to the next level. And Io Shirai looked like someone who, when Shayna Baszler goes up, she could replace her as not just the top heel on NXT on the women's side, but the women's champion. She looked that good in this match and really maybe stole the entire show. We also had Matt Riddle run out uh, through the crowd, and I thought it was a mistake in the production, and Call out Killian Dane. They fought from the side of the ring onto the stage and some poor security guard lined himself up perfectly to go through a table with the two of them as they jumped off the stage. This was a nice little tidbit. I enjoyed it. It was quite good. Um, and a good little addition to a, a very, very strong NXT card. And, you know, this was a really, really good show. I'm, I'm not really a huge believer in the NXT shows being better than the WWE shows generally. Um, but having gone to this show and having going to, going to SummerSlam tomorrow, I really think this is impossible to top for WWE. Um, Goldberg, we got a lot of guys who are in their late 40s to 50s on this card who I'm worried about delivering. Shane McMahon, Goldberg, uh, Brock Lesnar. There's a lot of old dudes who cannot go 10 minutes, who cannot go 20 minutes, and if they can, they shouldn't because they can't keep it up. So I really don't think we're going to see uh, quite as good a show at SummerSlam. And I think the way things are lining up with Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins, I think a lot of bad guys are going to be uh, keeping and taking championships. And you won't have the feel-good appeal. Uh, Adam Cole, despite the fact he was a heel, really was welcomed by the Toronto crowd. And Gargano got a great standing ovation when he walked out. The Velveteen Dream obviously sucked up to the fans and was loved. But Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong, a lot of respect. And similarly, the Street Profits were really loved, but the Undisputed Era got a lot of respect. Uh, And again, once again, the same thing for Baszler and Mia Yim. You know which way that goes. And for Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. Um, Quickly, I also saw, and I'm not going to spoil it, but I saw the taping for NXT on Wednesday and the finals of the Breakthrough Tournament. As you can imagine, that was awesome. I won't spoil it, but watch NXT this Wednesday. I guarantee you'll love it. Uh, That entire tournament just gives me so much hope for the future of wwe and the talent they're developing whether it's through international scouting people from other walks of life who are redeveloping themselves as wrestlers or if it's just stealing great talent from the indies really this was a great show this is like a a nine out of ten this is a great nxt takeover from toronto i'll be back tomorrow with SummerSlam coverage as well as a raw review a smackdown review they're going to be in toronto Uh, i don't have tickets as of yet for those shows, but I'm going to try. And tons of interviews coming for you guys. Um, I spoke to everybody from Kofi Kingston to Becky Lynch to Alexa Bliss on Friday. Um, I'm slowly going to roll that stuff out to you guys. Uh, And until then, you can follow me on Twitter at BilalV87. And uh, I think I summed up one of the best NXT NXT takeovers ever in 8 minutes and 30 seconds. So have yourself a great night, morning, or whenever you're listening. And I'm done.